Welcome to Fig Tree Watchers. Tonight, we're asking this question. Do you endure or is Christ enduring for you? That's next on the West Coast Gospel Hour, so stay tuned. Hey, we got one question to ask, and that's simple. Do you believe? Do you believe in the gospel? Do you believe and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior? That's what we're going to be talking about a lot tonight. Because it's about endurance. So stay tuned because that's next here on the West Coast Gospel Hour. Hey, Natalie, welcome for joining. We want to invite you all to join us tonight as we're discussing a little bit of last night's discussion on 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, it was a great discussion last night. It was uh, really good for those of you who joined our Friday Night Prophecy Night. How's everyone doing tonight? Saturday night, tomorrow's Sunday. Are you ready for church? Are you ready to celebrate your Savior, Jesus Christ, to fellowship with other believers and to worship the Lord your God, your King, for what He has done for you. It is so good to be with the fellow believers, to put your trust in the Lord, to encourage one another to do good works. And uh, we just encourage you all to go to church. How's everyone else doing tonight, huh? All right. Well, if you haven't uh, been with Fig Tree Watchers before, you can uh, watch the replay of this live broadcast. Or you can uh, easily follow the podcast at a later time. You can go right there to the gospel and, and uh, at figtreewatchers.com and check out uh, what we have online. So it's pretty exciting and uh, check out all the, the good things that are going on. And we're just going to give it a couple more minutes for everyone to join. I hope you're all doing well. And we look forward to assisting you with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Well, let's get started tonight. And it uh, looks like we've invited everyone in that they can jump in and we're going to get going on this. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Oh, there's a good crowd. We got them in. All right. A little bit... Uh, different night tonight. Uh, I got a lot of questions about last night. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's pretty interesting, all the, the stuff that is going on there. And we just want to um, bring up last night's discussion on the passage of 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I want to expand on it a little bit because I got a lot of questions from last night um, about the passage. And um, they're great questions. And so I'm going to bring it up in the context of a lot of things. You know very well 
that I always encourage you to follow Jesus Christ and not me, okay? Um, know that I am following Jesus, but that I am a flawed, wretched sinner uh, who is in desperate need of a savior. And um, it is important for all of us to understand this. I'm saved by grace through faith. This not on my own, not by works so that no man can boast. No man can boast. And if I boast, it's I boast in Christ. I boast in what Christ did for me on the cross 2,000 years ago, how he saved me. And there are times though, that I fall flat on my face. Um, today is a great example of me struggling as a Christian um, in my walk. Today was just a horrible day for me. It was a bad day. It was one of those days that I would like to start all over again from the very beginning when I woke up. I woke up grumpy. I snapped at my wife. I had a grumpy day. Everything went wrong. I got yelled at, screamed at, shouted at. Uh, nothing went in my direction today. And, um, it was one of those days. It just, it hammered me and I called my wife up and I said, I just had the worst day. And then I, I get home, I go up to the bathroom, uh, and my little girl, two-year-old girl comes up to me and goes, daddy, daddy, daddy. And suddenly I realized how lucky I was. <laughs> I had this little angel wanting to hug me around my kneecaps, telling me, I love you, daddy. I love you. And suddenly the bad day just went away and I knelt down and I hugged her and I said, man, I love you too. I love you so much. And it was that moment that I realized that God was with me, helping me to endure the day. At the very end of it, he had a little surprise for me. It was the gift that he had given me two years ago in January, my little Shiloh. But we all struggle. We all fall short. We all fall and we stumble. But it's about getting up and it's not about enduring in ourselves. It's really not. And, and this is one of the struggles we have as human beings is we are clouded by so many uh, messages given to us by the world, right? Where the world says, endure, endure, right? Run the race. Sounds great. These are great slogans. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Trust yourself. You can make it. And although these messages sound tantalizing and although they sound decent, they're wrong, very wrong. So last night I, I read from 2 Timothy chapter four. I, I wanna read to you again the context of the passage so you all remember what we were talking about. Let's begin with verse one. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers 
and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, I always want to say, but you, Christian, right? But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am ready being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And then I want to to give you one more verse to look at, and that's verse 17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. All right. Why am I bringing this up to you again? Because of the questions that we received last night. And they were, they were excellent questions. Now, I'm going to break this down verse by verse for us tonight because there is a lot to go over, but there's a lot of things that, that we need to know. One of them begins with the first verse, and that's eschatology, right? The study of the end times. As you know, Io and I are pre-tribulation rapture believers. We believe in the rapture. We're pre-millennial in our doctrine. Uh, we believe in the pre-trib rapture. We believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ, that there are two different events. We believe in the millennial reign of Christ. We believe in the Bema Seat judgment of Christ. We believe in the great white throne judgment of Christ, as according to the scriptures. One of the verses that strengthens that belief, that is just kind of dominates it, is this verse, verse 1 in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let me go over it very slowly with you so that you might grasp where Io and I come from in our doctrine. It's always biblical-based. Here's why. In verse 1, it says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. He judges the living and the dead. Now, that's real important to understand that because when you're reading the book of Revelation, you understand that there is a living judgment that takes place and that takes place in heaven of the living, those who are alive in Christ Jesus in heaven, the Bema Seat. And then the dead, well, the dead, they're all judged at the great white throne judgment by Jesus Christ. They're, They're brought back to life. They're judged. And then their eternal punishment is given to them, okay? Because their works were not found to be fit, right? They were justified by their works, not by their faith. And so that is the difference right there. It's talking about two separate judgments, the living and the dead. Remember, what you if you're in Christ, you are alive. You have eternal life through Jesus Christ, the living. You'll never die. You sleep, right? So it's talking about the two judgments, the living and the dead. And then it says, at his appearing and his kingdom. Now, this is also interesting because it's giving now a designation of separation between the word appearing, at his appearing, and then there's the word and his kingdom, giving you two separate distinct times 
for Christ. And this is where we get the idea of the rapture and the second coming. Why? Because at the second coming ushers in Christ's kingdom in which he reigns for a thousand years. And at the end of that thousand years is the great white throne judgment. The living in the rapture, the dead with Christ in his millennial reign at the end of it, the thousand years. So his appearing and his kingdom. We have a complete separation here of those two things. Living and dead, appearing and his kingdom. The rapture at his appearing and the second coming is his kingdom, ushers in his kingdom. Then he says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Okay, our job is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's to share the faith, to be ready in season and out of season. Now that's really tough. Meaning when you're prepared, when you when you are studying God's word, when you're all into the word of God, you're praying, your walk with God is great. Okay, you're to be prepared to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season when you're stumbling and falling and everything is going wrong. And when life is just dumping garbage on you, you need to be prepared to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Convince, rebuke, exhort, and with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're living in that time, all right? When they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't even want it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to enjoy it. It is completely out of their mindset. They don't want to endure it. But according to their own desires, see, it's desires. You guys think I keep bringing this issue up about desires and that that I'm, I'm like going down a wrong road here. But I'm telling you, if you look up the word desires in scripture, it's everywhere. It's the desire to sin that causes you. And that's where we get it from James chapter one, right? Um, where it says, no one should say God is tempting me, but from each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, he gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown, gives birth to death, eternal death. So it leads us. It's our desires that lead us. So it goes to the idea that you have free will, a choice to make. To choose the desires of your heart, okay, which is to do wrong, or with the knowledge that God gave you of his existence, you can choose life, right? That's what Joshua said in, in the book of Joshua. He says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. God, choose God. If it's Baal, choose Baal, right? So... They've chosen because of their desires to do evil, right? To suppress the truth, as Romans 1.18 talks about. They will, according to their desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap upon themselves teachers who will turn their ears away from the truth, suppressing the truth. Teachers will suppress the truth and be turned aside to fables, lies, <laughs> Fables, right? But then he does this but moment, Paul does. And that's in verse five. But you, 
and as I mentioned earlier, I love throwing that word, oh, Christian, right? You who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, the disciples of Christ, you who said, I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, okay? I confess and believe you who do this. Be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions because you're going to have to. You're going to have to endure the inflictions of this world. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Now, it's this endurance that Paul is talking about that really is bringing up the message of what I wanted to talk to you about tonight. And this is where people say, well, how do I endure? How do I endure in a time like this? How can this possibly be that it's so hard? Look, Paul is giving you chapter four after chapter three. And I want to I want to explain this to you in just a second. So follow me for one minute. Let's go back to verse 17 in chapter four. How do you endure? You endure in the strength of the Lord, not in yourself. Not in yourself. Look, it is for by grace you've been saved. This not on your own, not by work so that no man can boast. And it's also your sanctification that is by Christ, not on your own, not by work so that no man can boast. Christ is the one who saves you and sanctifies you through the Holy Spirit. So the, the endurance that you run in this race has to be completely in Christ and Christ alone. It has to be. Look, the works of your faith are not your salvation. They're the result of your salvation. And they're there to do them based in the love that you have for God and for others. But the endurance in running this race has to always be in Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And that's what Paul is saying in verse 17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Why is he saying that? Well, because in verse 9, he talks about everyone who abandoned him. He talks about how he was betrayed and left. And he talked about the harshness that he endured. He even says, he mentions this guy in verse 14. Alexander the coppersmith did much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. Right? You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Well, Paul is causing praying for grace against those who stood him. Can you imagine everyone abandoned Paul? The Paul, the disciple, I mean, the apostle Paul, right? Everyone abandoned him. I, I can't imagine the loneliness and despair he felt at that moment. I have, I have felt moments of despair and loneliness in my life. Deep ones where I thought I was all alone times when I wanted to quit and Paul didn't he said but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all Gentiles all the Gentiles by the way sorry Calvinists sorry Calvinists it's not limited atonement here's another verse for you okay everyone write this down it's unlimited atonement write it right there in verse 15 um, at 17, I'm sorry, verse 17. Listen to what he said. That the, the message might be preached fully through me that all the Gentiles might hear. They might hear. And I also was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why? The message was to go to all the Gentiles. Why did he have to go to all the Gentiles if Christ only died for some? That makes no sense. It went to all the Gentiles because Christ died for all mankind. That's why it went to all Gentiles. Okay. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. All right. So we got this. So why is Paul writing here to Timothy about enduring through the end? Well, he says something very interesting, which we read last night. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering at the time of my departure is at hand. Paul is saying, I'm poured out. I am spent. I've left everything I can in this race. I ran it all the way. Listen to what he says in verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I've kept the faith. I never abandoned the faith. I never abandoned it, Paul is saying. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Which day? The day that he judges the living. The Bema. Revelation chapter 4, the crown. In Revelation chapter 5, the crown, right? You get the picture of the crowns given in chapter 4. The elders, they have the crowns on their heads. Look at it. Chapter 4 and 5, they have crowns on their heads. How did they get those crowns? Because Jesus gave it to them. In chapter 5, you see them talking about how, oh Lord, it is you who saved us, right? You are worthy. You are worthy. And he says, but not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Here's the second time Paul uses in this chapter the word appearing. To me? Why is he saying to me? And to all who loved his appearing. Because the dead in Christ rise first, according to Paul. And then we who remain will be caught up with him to meet him in the air. That's the rapture. Caught up. Harpazo. It's where we get it from. So we loved his appearing. And that's why we will receive the crown. So when he says this in verse 1, the living and the dead... At his appearing, he will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He will judge the living at his appearing and the dead at his kingdom. That's what that verse is saying there. So we run the endurance of this race in Christ Jesus, knowing that there's a crown of righteousness for us. We have a hope that by running this race in, in enduring in Christ Jesus, we will receive the crown of righteousness. And we can finish the race, fight the good fight, to, and know that we have kept the faith by believing that Jesus is faithful. It's Jesus faithful. Who is worthy? John says, who's worthy? And, and the elder says, turns to him and says, don't worry. It's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. So we endure... Knowing what is coming and what is coming. Well, that's chapter three. Let's look at chapter three right now. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loading down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Right? Man, it sounds, listen to what you have here. The first one is denying its power. And the second thing is never coming to the knowledge of truth. Remember what Jesus told the Pharisees? You err because you do not know the scriptures, nor do you know the power of God. Listen to this. Paul is repeating this right here. You err because you don't know the scriptures, nor do you know the power of God. They deny the power of God. They deny the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They deny the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. They deny deny the power of the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. But they also are learning about God, but they never able to come to the knowledge of the truth of God's word. That God is faithful and just And he will do it. He will do it. And you can count on it. Jesus is going to fulfill everything he says he's going to do. And he even brings up an example. Now as Janice and and James resisted Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproving concerning their faith, but they will progress no further for their folly will be as manifest to all as theirs also was. So what Paul is telling you, listen, you got to endure Because you're going to endure this horrible thing that is coming. It's coming in the last days. And be this, in the last days, perilous times are going to come to you. In the last days. Be ready. And you're going to have to endure. But you can't endure on your own. You're going to have to endure in Jesus Christ. This is the message that Paul is giving. Listen to what he then says. Here it is. Verse 10. Here comes the but. From Paul, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Inconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. So, enduring through all that trial that Paul went through. It was Jesus who delivered him at all times. He was enduring in Jesus Christ. And then he says this, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We will. It's a promise. We're going to suffer. Like it or not, here it comes. Okay? Oh, that was a really bad Gavin Newsom imitation. Sorry about that. Okay. Like it or not, it's coming. Persecution is on the way. So we will endure it. All, yes, all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Listen, this is contrary to what prosperity gospel teaches. It's contrary to what Bill Johnson at Bethel teaches. It's contrary to what Kenneth Copeland teaches. It's contrary to what Joel Olstein teaches. This is why we say they're false teachers. Because this verse right there contradicts the prosperity gospel, which is not a gospel. It's a lie. It's a deception. It has nothing to do with the gospel. The gospel is that Christ came, according to the scriptures, to die for the sins of all mankind. And on the third day, he was risen from the grave by the power of God, according to the scriptures. 
And that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved, right? You will be saved. Then he says, but men, evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Evil men, Joel Osteen, Bill Johnson, Kenneth Copeland, Todd White. We can go down the list. Here they are. They're coming to deceive you, to 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 blind you to the truth of God's word. And you have to endure because this is what he says. Verse 14. But you, it's the third time he does this. But you, O Christian, O believer in Jesus Christ, O you who holds on to the gospel of the good news of, that Christ died for you and that he's coming back for you, you who loves his appearing, who is desiring the rapture to be at any moment, you who is enduring in the Christ to the end, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. Knowing from whom you have learned them. From whom? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit taught you through the word of God, right? And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Wise for salvation. Through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. You see, the, the power of the word of God is that it makes you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Then he comes up with this famous verse that we quote all the time, right? All scripture, all of it, every last bit of it, every jot, dot, cross, teed, every aspect of it, all scripture, all means all. I'm telling you people, you gotta learn to do these word studies. All means all. Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Every last one of it. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, and you can put woman in there because it's talking about mankind there. Man of God may be completely, thoroughly equipped for every good work. For what? What kind of good work? Every good work. You mean some good work? No, every good work. You mean kind of some good work? No, all of it. Every good work. Well, what does that mean, every good work? Well, I'm glad you asked. You remember when Jesus said, he said that the workers are few, right? He talked about it. He said, listen, you don't understand the work. There's so many, there's so much to do and the workers are few. And he, Jesus gave a bunch of examples, right? He said, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And they're like, when did we do these? When you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. Remember what I said last night? It's about to fulfill your ministry. Well, you're like, I don't know if I have a ministry. You do. You have your child. That's your ministry. Did you fulfill your ministry today with your child? It's your grandparents. Did you fulfill your ministry to your grandparents, to your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your neighbor down the street who has gone through a divorce, the other neighbor who's in the wheelchair, the old man across the street that nobody talks to, who's very lonely. He was a widow. Have you fulfilled your ministry to them, to those around you, to the checker at the grocery store, to the gas attendant at the gas station, 
to the police officer who gave you a ticket today for speeding? Did you fulfill your ministry to them? Everyone, everywhere, all around you. Listen to this. This is from Hebrews. And this is good because I want you to to get this, right? Therefore, brethren, this is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way that he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Jesus is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So what is our, what is our purpose? It's to stir up love and good works, right? To do the works of the faith, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Those are the fruits of the spirit, but they come so that we can do the works of our faith, right? Helping out the homeless, loving your neighbor, loving God, loving others. And then he says this, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Do you know why so many people stopped going to church during the pandemic? The real reason? It's not because of the mandate. No. If everyone just said, no, we're going to church, it would have been incredible. It would have been amazing to see. But the real reason why so many churches are closing down and why they didn't go to church and why the churches are sitting empty right now is because nobody believes that the day is approaching. They stopped loving his appearing. Remember what it said in Timothy? Do you remember what I read? Second Timothy, right? He will give me a crown of righteousness, right? The Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I have a question for you. Do you love the appearing of Jesus Christ more than everything else around you? Do you love the appearing of Jesus Christ, the rapture, more than anything else around you? Do you want Jesus more than anything else? For the world and its ways and its things, they're passing away. But the word of God will stand forever. The scripture tells us. So, don't forsake the assembly of one another because you know that the day is approaching. Don't forget to stir up love and good works with one another because you know that the day is approaching. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. Love his appearing. Look forward to it. Yearn for it. Pray for it. Cry out for it. But in the meantime... Endure in what's coming. Endure the hardship with love and grace and compassion. And when you stumble like I did today, 
cry out to the Lord and say, God, I need your help to make it. I really do. I need your help because I can't do it on my own. I need Jesus to endure. Strengthen me, Lord, by your strength, not mine. Because I, quite frankly, I'm going to hear to tell you today, I don't have my own strength. I need the Lord's to get me through every moment of every day. Oh, Lord, I need thee. I need thee every hour. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, Lord. I pray and I hope this encouraged you tonight. That this discussion that we had tonight genuinely uplifted you and strengthened you in your resolve to follow Jesus. And to remember that the endurance that you run with is not on your own. It's by Christ. It's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what the book of Philippians tells us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's why Paul wrote, Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Because it wasn't him. It was Jesus in him, the hope of glory. It was Christ in him, the hope of glory. Let me pray. Dear God, I I just thank you so much that we were able to come and study your word tonight, the scriptures, and and talk about last night um, and, and what it meant. I thank you for all the great questions we had Um, Lord, and I I pray that I covered them all tonight. And um, I pray, God, that you would really lift up those right now who are weak, who are suffering, who are enduring some really hard times right now. They are frustrated and angry, just like I am, Lord, at the evil that is all around them. We want to scream. We want to shout. Some want to grab their gun and some want to, you know, you know, kick the dog, Lord. And all of that is wrong. We ask you, O Lord, to restore love in our hearts for our neighbor, to love God and to love others, to not let anger fuel the desires of our flesh, but rather let love that comes from the throne room of God fill our hearts and our minds to transform our heart and renew our minds in Christ Jesus that we might remember to love God and love others supernaturally so that we can endure through Christ that all things are possible through Christ that if you are for us then nothing can be against us because of what Christ did on the cross so we ask you to remember us O Lord this day to look down from heaven and have mercy on your people and rescue us Father God soon send Jesus back soon for us O Lord But Lord, help us to have reached everyone we're supposed to reach. To stir up one another in love and in good works. To share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. To leave everything on the table, O God. To be poured out like a drink offering. So that there is nothing left in us except Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
I mean, you all have a, a great night. Um, I've got a couple minutes here. If anyone wants to come on, ask a question, feel free to. Um, I know it's late. Some of you probably don't want to come on. Um, but I, I encourage you, if you do have a question, uh, I'll, we've got about a good 20 minutes here. And uh, I'd be glad to ask any answer any question that you might ask. And uh, I just want to encourage you all, as I'm waiting for any questions, to uh, remember to go to church tomorrow, to stir up your neighbor, the person you're sitting next to, to stir them up in love and good works and ask them, do you see the day approaching? Do you think Jesus is coming back? And see what their reaction is. And uh, tell them how much you love them, right? And encourage them in the faith, in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But ask them that question tomorrow as you're stirring people up in church around you in love and good works. Do you see Jesus coming back? Are you looking forward to it? See what the reaction is. You'll know a lot about that person on how excited they are about the returning, the appearing of Jesus Christ. Um, any other questions that any of you have? Uh, I'll be glad to, to uh, answer those in the last uh, 20 minutes that we have here. And I um, want to remind you that you can listen to the replay of this live on podcast form at all the major platforms um, from Apple iTunes and to uh, Anchor to Spotify. Uh, we're not abandoning Spotify. We're actually sticking with them. And um, you can also listen to the replay of this on Instagram. Now, if uh, you are not a follower of Instagram and you're listening to this on the podcast form, but you would like to see the video, you can actually go to figtreewatchers.com and you can click on the Instagram site there. You do not need to belong to Instagram to watch the video. It's kind of cool. We set it up that way. We also have some great articles on there written by my uh, co-host and partner, Io. Um, he's written a few on there. There's a few from me. And uh, we just want to encourage you that the content there is is there for your enjoyment. You don't need to subscribe or be a member, but we encourage you to subscribe. There's no membership. There's no fee. There's no money. There's no place to donate. You can't donate even if you wanted to. So we do this all out of the goodness of our heart. Um, in fact, we do the donations. Uh, we get Bibles. Uh, if you need a Bible, we'll donate one to you. Um, so pretty cool. Are you wearing two shirts how could is it? How cold is it? I think that's what you're asking. So with my autoimmune disease, I'm freezing 99% of the time. It could be 105 degrees outside. I will be brain dead from the heat, but my rest of my body um, is freezing. I'm cold all the time. I prefer the cold because I can put more layers on than I do the heat. The heat just kills me. Um, which is not cool where I live in Southern California when we get temperatures that are like 120 out here um, at times. But um, I'm, I'm cold. I am so cold. Yeah, so it's a freezing... I don't even want to say it because you guys are going to kill me on the East Coast. It's a whopping freezing 55 degrees out here right now in, Cal in California. So um, <laughs> I know people are hating me. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, it's great barbecue weather. <laughs> but yes, it is It is cold and I'm wearing two shirts. So, pretty cool. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, any other questions besides uh, clothing uh, questions? Because I am not part of GQ and I never will claim to be.
Rap Shear is giving me dirty looks because she's from Canada where it's got to be even colder. I think she's enduring temperatures of like minus 20, which I can't even imagine. How do you guys endure minus 20 temperature? And Pink's is in the Bahamas, so she's never even heard of 55 degrees. <laughs> she's like, 55 degrees? What are you talking about? It doesn't drop below 70 here. <laughs> All right. Uh... Any other questions we have? The podcast people are are, uh, are freaking out because they have no idea all the comments I'm seeing. So I'm just going to give you a couple here. Uh, Pink's asked the question uh, uh, about the the shirt. How cold is it? And uh, are you wearing two shirts? And the answer was yes. Rav Shear gave me a dirty look for the temperature here in California. And Pink's, who lives in the Bahamas, said, wow, that's cold. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of, of the the last three comments. And then there's a bunch of ha-ha-has and, and laughter everywhere. Um, Pinks, by the way, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta say this, Pinks. It's so good to see you because you have been with us I, I, over two years now, I think. And when I met Pinks, she was suffering through cancer and was told she was going to die at like any moment. Um, so two years has passed and Pinks is still with us by the power of Jesus Christ. And so... Pinks, every time I see you, I'm just like, wow, what a miracle you are. Um, and uh, you're actually one of those people we were able to get a Bible to. So that's pretty cool. Um, one of the few people that that, uh, that asked for a Bible that we sent a Bible to. And um, it was pretty exciting. So I think about you all the time. And what a great testimony you are on the power of Jesus Christ, the power of God, and how he is steadfastly held you up in your time of, of stress and a need. And, and I think that's awesome. Great, great testimony. Every time I see you, Pinks, it, I just get, I get overjoyed because it's one more day that Satan lost. It's like, that's, that's the battle that the Lord has won is in your life. And I see that all the time. Anybody else have a question? Cool. I guess nobody does. I'm kind of, I got to tell you, I'm always disappointed when I don't get any questions or, or anything. I'm wondering if I did something wrong. Pink said, yes, I am doing much better and I have gained 20 pounds. That is awesome. And, and by the way, when I tell you guys she was going to die, like this was serious. Like her head was bald. The chemo was kicking in. It was, it was crazy. She had to wear a wig. It, it was, it was really bad. Um, she sent us pictures when she got the Bible and it was, it was really hard. It was joyful at the same time, but we just prayed more diligently for her and God has really, really come through for you. And Rav Shear has a question. Okay, Rav Shear, what is your question? We're going to give it a couple minutes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what is your question? More importantly, a comment. Oh, it's more importantly, a comment. Okay, what is your comment, Ravshir? Get that out there. And by the way, um, while we're waiting for her to post her comment, if you do need prayer, please message us at info at figtreewatchers.com. So info at figtreewatchers.com. Not at info, but info at figtreewatchers.com. Um, let us know what your prayer request is. Io and I and the, and the prayer team will, will be praying for you. I just wanted to mention, Rav Shear has her comment. I just wanted to mention once again how helpful the lives have been with grounding knowledge and discipleship. 
We really appreciate that, Io and I do. Um, and we are grateful for that kind of comment because it means that we're going in the right direction. And uh, thank you for that. We, we need your encouragement uh, as much as we want to encourage you. So we thank you for that. Uh, that's a, it's a sound doctrine from Romans uh, chapter 1 where Paul actually says, I want to be encouraged by you as well as encourage you. So that is really good. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, with that being said, we're going to call it a night. And we will see you on Monday night, I promise. Monday night, Gospel of Mark. Monday Mark. So get ready. 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you then. God bless you all. And may you walk with Jesus and endure in the race. Good night, everyone.